Welcome, everybody, to the Discovery It Podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about the power of influence and suggestion. Jody is going to be doing the presentation. Let's go ahead and give him the mic. Go ahead, Jody. All right. Thanks, Paul. So, yeah, I like this topic because you can see a lot of times how this influence and uh, suggestion kind of plays a part in, like, our day-to-day lives. And then we're going to talk about some different ways we can use um, this topic to actually help improve our lives. So, yeah, um, many, of, many of you probably heard um, of influencers online. Uh, it's kind of a category they give people, either YouTubers or bloggers or things like that. And these people kind of, they pretty much just voice their opinion or what they're thinking or something they learned. And if anybody agrees with those types of people or are influenced by them or they have some sort of positive outcome from that, they'll kind of follow them and they'll start to watch their material and look at all their stuff. And sometimes these people are like motivational speakers. Uh, Sometimes they'll just post motivational or inspirational quotes, whether it's like on Instagram or other social media platforms. And so what made me wonder is like, well, why do these things motivate us and how do these really work? And if you follow some of our other podcasts, you know, from the beginning, from when we were born, our brain is just that subconscious and it's open to all the influences, all the suggestions. It's just absorbing everything as fast as it can as part of a survival technique. And so this is where we start to develop that program, that past program conditioning we talk about and that internal thought that we talk about, that it. And this is kind of where all that stuff is going to build on. And once we develop that program, that internal thought, we're going to start to compare everything else to it. And we're going to start to let things in or push things out all based on that internal thought. And the other way we kind of learn these things is from like social interactions and those like feelings we get when we're we're working with siblings, Um, or our parents, and how we'll be able to kind of link different feelings to these interactions and what event is going on. So we'll kind of hold those two together. And these feelings and emotions, they're going to play like a big part in how we respond to influences and suggestions in the future. So if we're someone who tends to like a lot of attention or we like praise or we're looking for appreciation, it's going to be hard to turn down no. So if somebody is like, hey, you think you could help me? You're going to be influenced to want to do that. And there's a book by uh, Dale Carnegie called How to Win Friends and Influence People. And I kind of thought it was maybe like an arrogant type of book, but it's, it's kind of a interesting psych, from a psychological standpoint in kind of a like good salesman technique, basically. And it kind of shows how we can look at people's conditions and how we can be able to influence them uh, based on those conditions. And we did a podcast that helps us look at different um, conditions of people and how we can respond to them. And sometimes you're not really trying to persuade somebody one way or another, but you just want them to be in like an emotional state where they'll be open to even listening to what you have to say. And people are naturally going to start to mirror how you behave. 
So if you're happy and smiling, they're going to be happy and smiling also. So it kind of talks about some of those uh, different things in that book. And then we also did a podcast on triggers. And if we trigger some sort of negative response, where if we don't know the person's condition, it's going to be hard to tell what kind of triggers they have. Um, and if we're not being aware of how they're reacting to what we're saying, we may trigger that negative response and these people will just give up. They'll just shut down. They won't listen to what you have to say. Maybe they'll suddenly say like, I can't trust this person because they responded or acted like someone that I didn't trust from the past. So it's always interesting to be aware of these conditions and how people are reacting. And these are just some of the ways we kind of notice these types of influencers and things like that. But there's a lot more of them that happen that are kind of a little less subtle. They don't quite have that shutdown technique and they're kind of, I guess, persuade us to do things. And one of the big ones is if you look back in time, you'll see all the different fads, you know, how people in one area will tend to dress the same way or that type of time period of time where everybody will be wearing the same clothes or the same hairdos. And it's always kind of funny to look back. And a lot of times those come from that emotional desire to just fit in. And you can look at how people in families kind of group together on the different sports teams that they follow or the types of cars or trucks or religion. And there's many other things that we'll do where we're influenced by all these people around us to kind of be just like them. Um, in high school, it could have been that peer pressure type where you wanted to be like the other kids and the cool kids and things like that. Or it could be just that, that infomercial that says, you got to get it now. These are the last ones we have. And you have that fear of missing out. Um, and that will kick off this influence to kind of want to do something. And we, we could look at different mannerisms. Um, I was in the Navy, so a lot of us kind of developed and learned similar mannerisms, um, good, bad, or indifferent, right? So we can, we can see how this plays a part in all kinds of different areas in our lives. And even today, we can look at how the TV and how the news and social media, how that all has a huge influence on the way people are responding and reacting. Um, for instance, like yesterday, the, the so-called gas shortage, right? You know, once, once people started to see that and they started to see people line up and everybody in panic over this gas shortage, everybody felt like, they should be doing that too. Like they must be doing something wrong if they're not doing that. And it just kind of, they don't, they might not even have any reason why they may have to ask people in line, like what's going on? Why is everybody lined up? And same thing in the Navy, we, we would, uh, we'd have to line up for a number of things. Sometimes we'd have to drop something off or whatever, whatever in a certain department. And you get other people on the ship that would come by in a different department and they would always ask, like, what's this line for? And sometimes you're like, oh, it's for ice cream. So they just stand in line. But um, I never did that, but I heard it was done. Uh, and you'd see that a lot. Anytime you see a bunch of people standing in line, it strikes that curiosity. Like, why are all these people doing it and I'm not? Like, you kind of feel like you're, you're not fitting in. So it's that kind of herd mentality where everybody's trying to do the same thing, saying they're thing. not really it kind of overpowers the logic. So it's, 
it's just weird. So people will tend to hang around in the people that we tend to hang around and interact with. They're going to have a huge part and impact on how we behave. They say like the five people that you hang around the most, you're going to be the most like, and that kind of leads us to that power of suggestion. Like if you're hanging around good people that will make good suggestions, then you're going to tend to want to make better decisions. And when it comes to suggestions, there's kind of two different main categories to suggestion. And the first one is other people's suggestions, um, such as Paul helping us out, making suggestions like maybe you could try this. Um, maybe it could be the form of a suggestion where somebody will ask you, hey, do you think you could stop and do this? or pick up something on your way home. Um, or it could be in the form of like a guilt trip where someone will say, Hey, since you didn't do this, do you think you could, you know, do that? So there's different suggestions that from other people that will influence the way we do stuff. And the most powerful suggestion is really the one that, um, can change the way we think and believe. Um, it's going to be that subconscious suggestion. Um, when, when people are always commenting on like how you look or your talent, things like that, it's going to start to, you're going to start to believe those things and you're going to start to respond. And those, those can be good or bad. Um, parents play a huge part of this when we're growing up in the things that they say, you know, a lot of times it's usually positive, but you could be in those types of families where, like you're always getting yelled at. It's like, why do you keep knocking stuff over? Why are you so clumsy? Well, if you're really little, you're naturally clumsy because you're just not that uh, good at walking yet. So, um, but you're going to start to believe like, well, maybe I'm just clumsy. And once you start to believe those things, you're going to start to respond and you're going to start to um, do those same things over and over again. So I was pretty lucky where my dad tended to always compliment me you know, on the things that I did, different talents, um, different strengths and things like that, which led me to believe those things and led me to do the same behaviors that were aligned with that type of person, so to speak. And, you know, that's where that, that internal thought comes from. And some of that internal thought can be good, but most of the time it's that negative internal thought that leads us down that, that negative road. Um, but just because we may have believed something in the past or currently believe something now doesn't mean that we can't change it. Um, we can still change that internal thought to kind of grow and become whatever we desire. And there's another really good book, um, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And he has a chapter in there on auto-suggestion, and, which is the same thing as self-suggestion. So, this kind of goes right along with our uh, discover it method and the three-step process. And mainly it focuses on the identifying and confronting. So once we can identify what we believe and how we want to change it, then we can start to work on that and start to change the, or be proactive on the way we want to change those beliefs. And this might require some sort of imagination because if it's something that has never happened before, we've never seen it in our life, we're going to have to visualize how we want this to be. 
Um, we're going to have to visualize some of the things and actions we need to do to get there. And a lot of times this is going to be difficult because this is going to play into our subconscious mind. So we're going to have to repeat this over and over, repeat this goal. And we're going to have to have emotion. You remember I went back, a lot of these um, internal thoughts and these subconscious programs are linked to these emotions that we had from the past. So we're going to have to have some excitement. We're going to have to have some positive affirmations with the emotion, um, thinking about why we may want to achieve a certain goal and how we will feel like imagine and feel the way you would feel when you get there and things like that. Um, for instance, like, uh, um, losing some weight, like I need to lose some weight for the, the summer and things like that. And maybe a good reason is to be a little bit lighter. I just bought like a small sailboat. Um, so like being able to imagine why I want to look better, why I want to be more in shape, um, and things like that and how that'll feel when I'm on the sailboat doing those things and remembering, remembering those, um, another big one that, um, Bob Proctor always talked about is having a goal card. He carries his goal card in his pocket all the time and being able to look at that in the morning and the evening throughout the day, things like that. And really that's a, really just a reminder. Uh, now you can just set reminders on your phone, set timers on your watch, things like that. And all these little things to slowly start to reprogram these beliefs. And it could be starting out in the morning under reviewing your goal and your belief, uh, maybe doing some push-ups, things like that, getting that proactive part involved to start to change those. And throughout the day when you're like, if I'm driving by the McDonald's and I'm like, oh, that'd be really good. If, if I can jump to and remember that belief, if I start to make it a habit to remember that belief and remember that goal, I can be that jump in, be that proactive part, interrupt that thought where like we tend to be pro, pro procrastination and put stuff off where it's like, ah, w one little hamburger ain't going to hurt me. Maybe I'll, I'll just start tomorrow or I'll work out more later. Things like that. All these little excuses, that internal thought that's going to keep us trying to think and behave what we used to believe. And we just have to fight against that and try to continuously change the way we're thinking and then be proactive, take those actions that are in align with these new goals that we want. So that's all I got. Thanks, Paul. Thank you very much, Jody. The, uh, the, uh, power uh, and influence and suggestions